Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 2, Episode 45. I'm Andrew. And I'm Matt. And that's it. That's all we got for everybody this week. Yep. No, ladies. It is Brolenium. Actually, one other guy is here this week. Yes. It's always good to have Micah here. Hey, Micah. Yes. How are you? Yes. You just got like half of our listener base all excited for a split second. Yes. Micah takes so long to answer questions sometimes that he could very well be on the show right now and nobody knows because he's just waiting for us to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. There are. There yes. have been times where I don't even th- not, not even in episodes, but like when we hang out, sometimes I forget that Mike is even around or even in the room. And then oh, until he says something and then like my heart jumps like, oh, my fuck, where did you come from? <laughs> uh, well, we should also welcome to the show um, the head of the of HUD, the Housing and Urban Development Department, Dr. Ben Carson. Welcome, Dr. Ben. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always good to have both yes. of you here. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's right. It's a great day in Southern California. Good, good. So everybody's here. Um, so since Laura and Elisa left us for dead this week, we thought we would do kind of a different episode. We'll still talk about some news, but we also went in our lovely group on Facebook where our listeners are always happy to chat with one another and us, and we asked for questions for yeah. Matt and I. I love it when we do this. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest, I hate relying on it. I don't want listeners to plan the show for us. I want us to do that. But every once in a while, I think is perfectly fine. And I thought this, since this is a unique episode, we could do something like that. Just loosey-goosey. So loose show with our yeah. friends, Dr. With ben Carson and Micah. Yeah. Yes. First of all, let's start with with late last week. Did you? I know you didn't know Thanksgiving was coming up, but do you did you actually do anything <laughs> for Thanksgiving? No, I I didn't do anything for Thanksgiving this this year. Um, I did work a little bit, but um, most of my family was all dispersed. My mm-hmm. my parents flew to visit my sister in Oklahoma, and my brother I think uh, was working two jobs, and he was working Black Friday, two retail jobs. Two. I still know how he did. Yeah. What <clears throat> he works at. Uh, he works at Hot Topic part time, and he also works part time at a movie theater. So, Hot Topic must only survive these days, thanks to thanks to Funkos. I, Hot Topic always finds a way of, you know, just f- finding out another franchise to mooch off of. Yeah, I mean, when you go into a Hot Topic now, you just see a giant wall of Funkos, and they're also scattered all over the, over the. The shop. Yeah. That's, that's why I go to Hot Topic. I remember when I was in high school, like Hot Topic was just covered in like, you know, the band Misfit. No, it has that like that, that skull. Yeah, it's it's kind of goth and emo. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, like that's how they started. The and you yeah. walk through the, through that tunnel to go into Hot Topic. They they're getting rid of those tunnels. They're trying to be less gothy, but but everybody just forever associates them with with goth. <laughs> or just emo. I think it's the emo people that. That thought they were goth. Yeah. Or I, I don't know. I, you know, it's 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 different now. Did you get anything for Black Friday slash Cyber Monday? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I I mean, you know what? I I guess I did. Um, I usually don't buy things, uh, unless I'm like uh, either waking up or about to fall asleep, which is kind of dangerous. I did buy a puzzle. 
I guess that's a. It was on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I guess that counts yeah. technically. I mean, technically, I don't think it was on sale, but I was trying to find um, a good sale on a drone. Why would you want a drone? Uh, don't do that. Well, I didn't buy one. They were too expensive. Well, don't ever do that. They're too, Why they're, not? They're stupid. They're stupid. What do you Why want to do? Stupid? Film a video? Just watch it fly in the air? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, you know, Unless you you're know a why? prominent YouTuber or a news agency, I don't think you need no. a drone. Okay. What really got me wanting one was uh, I was I've been watching Planet Earth two this week, mm-hmm. uh, and have you been watching it yet? No, I heard it hasn't. It hasn't uh, released in the U.S. I don't think until next week, but it's been on the B- uh, the BBC in the U.K. and um, it's fucking amazing. It's so good. I I could not believe how like re, they really did outdo themselves cool. from the first one. So yeah. I would definitely recommend watching it. Okay, but yeah, that's why I wanted it. You wanted a drone to make your <laughs> well, because yeah, because Earth. there were these like high tech drones that were going over jungles and stuff. It just you know it kind of looks like uh, if you have the new Apple TV, it looks like they're screensavers. Okay, hmm. interesting. I didn't get. I tried to look for Black Friday. I just didn't care. I used to always shop it for, um, not Forever 21, um, bum, 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 Express. And they would do every year Black Friday 50% off everything. And that was cool because their clothes were like kind of expensive. Now their mm-hmm. clothes are ridiculously expensive. Like the prices of all their clothes have gone up. I don't understand what they are doing. Um, and their Black Friday deals aren't as good as, anymore. Now it's 40% off everything. So it's like a $70 shirt and 40% off is the best deal you can get. And I'm just like, no. Um, Why would you want to buy a shirt there? Because I used to like their clothes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Target I, always surprises me. Yes. Actually, that's what I did do. Um, I really like Target's clothes. I'm glad Laura's not on because she would tell us about how shit their clothing is. But um, I went there and they had 45% off all clothes. And Target's clothes are cheap to begin with. So mm-hmm. I bought a few things there. That was That was a very good Black Friday deal. Um, Black, let's see, you know, Black Friday, especially Cyber Monday, it just seems every year I just get more and more upset with it because the deals seem like such a piece of shit because it's what it is. Like, I think Laura was the one who told us on the last episode, it's really just them trying to clear out the shit that they just either haven't sold or just need to get rid of. Yeah. After, after seeing the sales and stuff, I actually disagree with her completely. Like, really like what sales well again target i mean they're selling name brands not just the target clothes but the name brand stuff that was 45 percent off yeah, i bought a lot targets, of great gym clothes well, well target is one of the more popular uh black friday shop uh shopping places that and um i guess i mean walmart too but like we don't really have a walmart in la it's really just target but mm-hmm well, anyway, um, the, the I I disagree that the 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 deals are bad cuz they're trying to get rid of shit. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, this wasn't the best deal, but Apple was doing the gift card thing. It's not like their gift cards are crap. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think Laura is a little off her rocker with that, I got to be honest. Anyway, well, she's, cyber, she's cyber, angry. Cyber, well, wait, you said you were going to buy a uh, a couch or something. Did you actually do I it? I didn't do that. No. No, cuz I I'm, I'm looking at bigger plans and I don't want to um Commit to some new furniture at the moment. What are these these plans? But I I don't want to talk about it. Uh, But (laughs) I did 
I did on Cyber Monday purchase some new Bruce Springsteen concerts. Fifty percent off all Bruce like, Springsteen concerts. Like, like ones that are already out. Uh, yes. So my my boyfriend uh releases all his shows officially now. So they had a special deal on Cyber Monday, fifty percent off. Normally they're ten dollars a pop. They're five bucks. Oh, okay. So okay, so they're like recordings of his shows. Right. Okay. Right. I, I thought I thought like it's like fifty percent off of Tickets. a show in yeah a, a ticket in New York or mm-hmm. whatever. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, that was great. And then I talked my well, I didn't talk him into, but he he decided to pre-order the twenty seventeen shows for me. Uh, for Christmas, so it's going to be a good Christmas for me. Yeah, uh, and that was She's... very happy with that. <laughs> it's always easy to buy gifts for you. Yeah, it fucking is. And if you don't know how to buy a gift for me, you're stupid. It's quite simple. He likes Bruce Springsteen. Buy him something Bruce Springsteen related. I mean, don't give me a shitty Bruce Springsteen thing. Give me a good Bruce Springsteen thing. No, that's yeah. That that's that's the that's the thing. That's the challenge. So then on um, Tuesday. This is apparently new to Matt. Um, Giving Tuesday. Yeah, what the fuck is this? So he said he hadn't heard of it before when when he saw me put it in the dock, and it it does. It seems to have really picked up steam this year. So the thinking is Black Friday. You're buying shit for yourself. Uh, there's Small Business Saturday where you support small businesses, which I did, by the way. I I went apple picking and and supported a small business there. Um, then of course Monday is Cyber Monday, so again you're buying shit for yourself or others. But then Tuesday is Giving Tuesday, and this is about giving back. Don't buy more shit for yourself; give back. So it, it I know it was around at least last year, but it's definitely steamrolled into something bigger, or snowballed into something bigger. Um, and I so I decided that since I bought six. Springsteen concerts yesterday, greedily for myself, I would give back on Giving Tuesday by donating to six organizations. And um, I donated to the Trevor Project, which I've mentioned before. Donated to the LA LGBT Center, which is where Mike just started working. It's And the more I hear about it, the more I, I see how amazing this place is. It, it's an amazing resource for LGBT people. Um, the Reformation Project. This one's super interesting. So they are a Bible-based Christian direct action organization that works to promote inclusion of LGBT people by reforming church teaching on sexual orientation and gender identity. This group was actually founded by Matt Vines. He used to run a Harry Potter site called Veritaserum. Oh, that's right. I remember him. Yeah. He wrote a book called, I still want to read it, God and the Gay Christian. It's kind of gone like viral. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in a way that books can go viral it's just done very mm-hmm. well um and he's basically trying to teach that the bible does not say that to not accept gay people um he's made this his life mission and it's really wonderful so i donated that's, to that that's nice yeah i donated to jk rowling's lumos i donated to my friend's um aids life cycle fundraiser this is this is helping provide quote effective and innovative hiv prevention and i thought well let me do something less gay and more you know like (laughs) out in the wild (laughs) so i donated to yosemite national parks conservancy and that's good yeah they're they are this is apparently one of their the the 
park the national park service's big projects right now they're they're sprucing up yosemite and doing some other crap so um so yeah i gave back that's nice i mean i i i donated to planned parenthood but that was like a week ago so well, that counts i think the point is not so much give well obviously it encourages a lot of people to give on a specific day but you can give a week prior you can give a week later it, it that's doesn't matter when you give just do it <laughs> right don't make it always about yourself you know and uh, that's something i need to learn i tend to make it all about myself mm-hmm. so uh, i wanted to give people a couple quick updates on some stories that we've spoken about previously um First of all, the New York Times says, this is some good news, the New York Times says they've added 132,000 subscriptions since Trump's win. That's a lot. Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. no, Not failing no more, Mr. Trump. Sad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting, though, that like so many people have you know, subscribed to the New York Times and I wonder if it's being done in, as in protest or they're legitimately concerned that they're just not getting the right news. Um, I bet it's both. For me personally, I signed up for the digital only subscription. I definitely don't want the paper, but um, I signed up for digital only. I think I mentioned the price last week. It's like two ninety nine, three ninety a week, three ninety nine a week. Um, for me, I want to support them because of Trump being a dickhole. Mm-hmm. I want to have a place I can always go to to find the truth, the news. And I just want to support good journalism in general. Um, and I've been reading the New York Times more recently. Now that I have this subscription, I can look at unlimited articles on their site. Mm-hmm. And their content is truly amazing. Not just politics, but everything about about this country, about this world, about life. It's just been a pleasure to read through. I, I, I've got their app on my phone, and I'm checking it all the time. It's, it's really addicting, and um, I'm really glad to see that so many people have signed up for the Times. But yeah, yeah I think everybody has their own reason. I hope it sticks. I hope, I hope people keep doing this, like well, subscribing to actual reputable sources. Right. Well, if, um, if Trump keeps being a dick to the New York Times and other outlets, then I think it will continue to encourage people, yes. Yeah, I fucking hope so. And one of the most frustrating things about his attacks is that calling them lying, calling them failing, calling them having it in for Trump. All these things, if journalists did those things at these papers, they would be fired. They're fireable offenses to to lie, to make up information, to to um just to write things that are not true. I mean, they are they are just reporting the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're being held accountable for that. Unlike <laughs> Unlike Donald Trump, who yeah. just keeps r- saying random shit that he finds on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, just like the whole thing with the, uh, what was it, uh, the two million unregistered illegal voters yeah, or something. Yeah, he said millions. He, he didn't even put a number. He just said millions. Yeah. And um, all he did was read that from a single tweet that was uh, by somebody who works for a a fake news site, the National Report, I think it is. I'm not sure of the source of it, but I know he also retweeted a 16-year-old <laughs> calling out CNN for not checking their sources. It's it's just insane. Uh, but we're not going to get into Trump too much Mm-mm. this week. No. no. Um, 
But on the opposite side of news, on the flip side, there have been many more reports about the fake news industry. And uh, the mm-hmm. New York Times, or sorry, the LA Times interviewed a pair of guys in Long Beach, California. It's about half hour, 45 minutes south of LA. They've made tens of thousands of dollars on fake news. Um, Jesus. Thanks to advertising. Um, and I, I was just reading this report. Basically, they just make up a bunch of shit. Let, mm-hmm. let me read the start of this report. Fewer than 2,000 readers are on his website when Paris Wade, 26 years old, awakens from a nap, reaches for his laptop, and thinks he needs to, as he puts it, feed his audience. Man, no one is covering this TPP thing, he says, after seeing an article suggesting that Obama wants to pass the Trans-Pacific Partnership before he leaves office. Wade, a modern-day digital opportunist, sees an opportunity. He begins typing a story. Can't trust Obama, he writes in all caps as the headline, then pauses. His audience hates Obama and loves President-elect Donald Trump, and he wants to capture that disgust and cast it as a drama between good and evil. He resumes typing. Look at sick thing he just did to stab Trump in the back. (laughs) Ten minutes and nearly 200 words later, he is done with a story that is all opinion, innuendo, and rumor. That is just disgusting. That really pisses me off. Yeah, and I I saw this kind of story on Vice News uh, last night. They did pretty much the same story, but uh, from the same guy who uh, worked for the National Report website, where like they put out at least ten, or he he writes at least ten stories a day, mm-hmm. and people just like, they go viral. Like they like within a couple hours, it gets retweeted or re- or shared on Facebook like fifteen thousand times yeah. already. Yeah, they just they just throw whatever and see what sticks and who who catches it. Yeah, I mean people will be, people will share what they want to believe. We we spoke about this before. Um, this guy in Long Beach, he was making between ten thousand and forty thousand every month running shitty advertisements because his traffic was that good. I mean, oh. Hypable does not make that much off of advertisements. <laughs> Hypable I mean, does not get the traffic that this guy does. Yeah, well, that's because you're not saying what everyone wants to hear. I know. I, I, I'm gonna. I re, it really inspires me to write fake shit. No, start one of these sites because that's what probably a lot of people are are wanting to do too. That's it's probably gonna get worse because people are hearing about how much oh, yeah. pe- money they're making. Yeah, it's gonna get worse and worse. It's just it, like ads. There was a story in the uh, Rolling Stone on Tuesday, similar story about another guy who made ten thousand, who's making ten thousand a month in ad revenue from phony stories his site (laughs) pretends to be cnn and abc like there's a cnn header at the top of his site with this headline here's an example obama signs executive order banning the national anthem at all sporting events nationwide (laughs) jeez what the fuck and idiots online see this headline you know uh, uh meatheads buffoons Obama, that black guy in the white o- in, the, in the Oval Office, is banning the national anthem. Fuck him. Of course, they would put it much much worse, and then yeah. they would share this article angrily. Oh, this guy's in Phoenix, by the way, where rent is very cheap. So I'm sure he's uh has he's a doing uh, pretty great, okay. great life out in Phoenix. Yeah. Anyway, I really want to know like what these people like where they stand politically. I'm sure a lot of them are independent. Well, or whatever but no no they're they're just in it for the money they don't they don't care i mean i i would write a billion fake stories about hillary if i knew it'd be making big money 
the Rolling Stone guy, he says uh, he was in support of Hillary. He thought he was going to screw. He thought he was screwing up Trump. <laughs> Jeez. People are so. Stupid. Yes, they are. All right. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see, most importantly, what Facebook is going to do about this. This this story has been snowballing. It's just getting worse and worse. And Facebook does need to do something. They are responsible. They need to figure this out. Stat. Well, yeah. I mean, it. It's because of their log or their algorithms mm-hmm. for trying to appeal to sharing stories that appeal to whichever person that that profile is yeah and, and 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 just i don't even know if it's fixable because if people believe a story and they share it yeah i i you, you can't it's not stop it's not just sharing, sharing it it's also th- what they comment on the post when they share it too okay so let's move on to uh <laughs> thanksgiving movies uh, what what movies did you see this weekend? Uh, well, that's, I mean that was pretty much the only thing I really did that was Thanksgivingy because you know Thanksgiving's a big weekend for movies to be released. Um, saw Moana. Yeah, I saw I saw Moana. Um, I also saw a couple other movies. I saw Midnight, and I also saw uh, Arrival. Oh, how was Arrival? I haven't. I haven't oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a really good movie. It's from the same guy. Have you seen Sicario? No. That's a good movie too. But um, the thing about uh, what I really loved about Sicario was the uh, cinematography. And so Arrival is just as good. It's a, it's, it kind of takes you to, to – it kind of becomes a different movie. Like it kind of goes – it almost bait and switches uh, the viewers. Hmm. So I yeah, would I definitely heard that. It kind of turns the stereotype on its – or not the stereotype, the – the genre, the genre on its yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, it it does though. Um, cool. So yeah, great performances. Um, Mo, have you seen Moana? Yes, loved. What it. did you think? Yeah, I, loved I liked it. it too. It was it was a it was. I agree with people calling it a new Disney classic. First of all, it was directed by the two guys um, who directed the done little, everything, the Little Mermaid, <laughs> and like three other big animated disney classic so so you knew it had a good shot at being great um mm-hmm. the music which was co-written by lin-manuel miranda is just amazing i've been listening it to it on spotify a lot this is the first track i can't even pronounce it tulo tagola i mean it's whatever she's singing <laughs> it's just the music is great. The story is really funny and it reminds heartfelt. me of uh the opening to Circle of Life. Yeah, exactly. Um but it, uh it, no, it's great. Yeah, Mo- Moana is a wonderful character. You can't help but root for her in the in the first act. Mhm. And, and also the uh this is the first uh Disney movie or Disney princess that's actually a teenager. The voice yeah. The voice yeah. actress, she was 14 when she did it. Mm-hmm. The um, the average age of all of the other voice actresses have been like for, ranged from 27 to like 39. So I there, I like, oh yeah, what were you going to say? There is a song called How Far I'll Go sung by the princess. And mm-hmm. it's it's a fine song. It's obviously not sung, uh, you know, with power vocals like Adele that Adina. Well, Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. But uh, but it's trying to be the new Let It Go. Stay 
It is not trying to be. Yes, it absolutely is. This is the let it go of the song, of the movie. Let's listen to a little bit of it. I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I come back to the water, no matter how hard I try. Every Don't let me in. Let it go. The call didn't bother me anyway. Okay, funny how it's a distance, make everything seem small. Every Disney movie has like that song. Like you could just say this, like, like Let It Go was, you know, their reflection from Mulan. Like every, every song has that. Of course, Fro. I mean, no one, no one expected Let It Go to be, you know, like the top three song in the country for the longest time. Right. But it my point happened. is they're trying to create and I don't blame them. They're trying to create another let it go moment, but this time in Moana and this song comes up at least two or another another two times I think. I mean it's and, working though. Like it's it's right. It's I think it's right it's it's the second most profitable uh Thanksgiving movie next to Frozen. Like it's it's me it's getting up there. Yeah. It's made a lot of money. Look, it's a fine song. I just wanted to note you don't have to get all defensive. No. <laughs> I'm just noting that they are trying to create another let it go moment and it's not going to catch on like let it go did. But it's a great movie and the I music thought, is I, great. I think the only issue I had with the movie it was it wasn't funny. Like oh, I, I thought it was funny. I didn't I didn't I I thought all the jokes were pretty flat. Hmm. Um or except from the rock, but I guess I mean, I do kind of have like an unfair opinion on The Rock. I just, I don't really care for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought some of the jokes, I really, oh my God, it, it really gets under my skin when like a movie, especially like a Disney movie, tries to appeal to the audience for that at that time. There is a joke that uh, um, r- kind of goes off of uh, Twitter, has like a Twitter joke. That and- was bad. Yeah, I hate because it dates the movie. Yeah, like you don't see you don't see Beauty and the Beast having like a VHS cassette reference. Right. Yeah, I didn't like that either. That was very undisney of them. But um, here's his song in the here's Dwayne Johnson's song. You're welcome. It's very catchy. I know it's a lot the hair the pod when you're staring at a demigod. What can I say except you're welcome? For the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay. You're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demi guy. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? It's very Lin Manuel Miranda, particularly. Let me find it. It is very him. I will. I will agree with you. This part. 
Well, come to think of it, kid, honestly, I could go on and on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground. Oh, that was Maui just messing around. I killed an eel. I buried its guts. Sprouted a tree. Now you got coconuts. What's the lesson? What does it take away? Don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway. And the tapestry here in my skin is a map of the victories I win. Look where I've been. I make everything happen. Look at that. Me, 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 Maui. Just look at that. It's great. I'm into it. I say except you're welcome. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. I um, would make that the let it go of the movie. The animation's amazing. <coughs> yeah, it the water really and it's it's really impressive. Yeah. Okay, so that's Moana. I highly recommend it if anyone hasn't seen it. Um Yeah. Yeah. Disney's been killing okay. it recently. Yeah, they've been killing it. They've been they've been doing good. All right, so Let's move on to a, a shitty story. So, so NASA, so NASA's looking for some help making the solar system the most portable porta potty. The, um, NASA is calling this the space poop challenge. It, it really is. That's what it's called. It's um, it's the latest project uh, where NASA is creating this program that invites members of the public to help come up with quote novel ideas or solutions for space-related problems. Basically, what they're saying is is that they are making this kind of uh, wide public challenge to see if anybody can come up with a in-suit waste management system that astronauts can, you know, go to the bathroom or have, like, some kind of contraption where they don't have to get get out of their suit. Because right now, all astronauts um, in suit can't, go to the bathroom um, until they get out. They wear and diapers, it looks like. They wear diapers, yeah. That's what they do. They wear they wear diapers until they get to uh, the uh, the ISS. Gross. And, yeah. But there there is no commercial con- uh, contraption that, um, in existence that has this kind of technology. I have a solution for them. This will win. So somebody submit this for me, and let's split the... Um, $30,000 winnings. And then this is going to take some patience from the astronauts, but they'll just get used to it. They have to. There are a lot of challenges with going into space, and this will just be another one of them. I call it the poop pipe. The poop pipe? Here's how it works. I Don't ask me how you get it attached to the suit. I don't know that part. But you put a pipe into the astronaut's butthole and it stays there for as long as you're wearing the suit and you poop you press a button on your suit it starts the suction and then you poop and then you press another button to stop the suction and and then well where the poop go i i guess i guess so for the poop pipe, the, you're going to have to sit on, like, a toilet of sorts, and the poop pipe will connect to that toilet, and, you know, the hatch will open up, and the poop will go through. But, look, the, the, the challenge is that the astronaut will have to have this up their butthole for the duration of wearing the suit. But, like I said, there are challenges in space, and this will just be another challenge. But problem yeah, solved. But- but but this is but the challenge is not just for poop. It's for uh, also urinating and also menstrual fluids. Ew. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 all three. Okay. Well, which I th- two pipes. <laughs> this should be three. But like, forget the pipes. Not everyone has the the muscle sphincters that Elisa can have. 
Like she's the only one that I know that can do this. Do what? She told us. Keep a pipe up her butt? Yeah. Okay. But um <laughs> the main reason also why uh NASA's having this uh kind of contest is because they're 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 foreseeing that in the future astronauts are going to have to be in their uh, suits uh the their, their their suits yeah for for longer durations okay for like days weeks at a time i'm all thinking right. because well, you, you know you got, it's getting closer to mars they're gonna get pipes going in and out of them for longer periods mm-hmm. of times yep so come up with some ideas you got till december 20th that is so close why why is it i don't understand why it's only like three weeks from now but um, that's the deadline, and if you if you get the idea that they want, you get thirty thousand dollars. It's heroex.com/slash/spacepoop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So get your get your poop on. I went to see the space shuttle Endeavor at the California Science Center the other day, mm-hmm. and they have sections on how. Like little exhibits on how astronauts pee, and yeah, I walked. I've seen that right by them. I don't care how they pee. I don't. I don't. They kept. Well, they call it the potty in this exhibit. I've like called it the potty. Have you never called it the potty? Well, maybe when I was a little child, but not anymore. Well, now what do you call it? I call it a toilet. I grew. I grew up. Grow up. You're such a prude. I just don't care about, and also the eating section. Like I don't care. Just I don't care how you eat up there. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> while I was walking around this exhibit, I was thinking, well, how do they come? Where's the exhibit on how they come and what they do with it? I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I don't think they masturbate when they're in their suit. Like they're fine when they're on the ISS. Like they got napkins and shit for that. But we're, this is mostly just for the spacesuit. Like keep it in your pants. Does does like, their, they, they're okay? Does their but, sex drive? change has anyone ever had sex know. in space like, i i don't I, if I, I don't imagine myself wanting to 69 when i'm in fucking space why not that'd be pretty fun because i'm in space i got other things to worry zero about gravity you could float and 69. zero sex drive i don't know that's what i want to know what give me an exhibit on that not not peeing in the potty <laughs> yeah something that andrew won't walk past speaking of transportation um we've spoken about this before becoming a safe driver how how do we improve the safety on the roads with phones being such a distraction things like snapchat texting facebooking mm-hmm. even phone calls all distractions so how how do we make the roads safer um the u.s transportation department national highway traffic Sa- safety administration has proposed new federal guidelines intended to reduce distracted driving and it's weird. They say technologies exist that could detect whether a driver is using a smartphone behind the wheel. So they are recommending that smartphone makers like Apple develop a driver mode. It would be a simplified interface that would prevent access to non-driving related tasks, such as manual text messaging, social media content, automatically scrolling text, and viewing images and video. So they claim that the technology exists that they to to know when someone is driving how do you know someone is driving how yeah how you, maybe it's the passenger this reminds me of the uh the little feature on pokemon go because when you're in the car and you start going fast 
it automatically detects that you that you're going too fast. Are you driving? Yeah. And then you just press no, I'm a passenger. Right. And of course that's what you press, even if you're driving. I was thinking like, okay, maybe they put like a sensor in the steering wheel and then if the phone is so a certain distance from the steering wheel, then it decides, okay, the phone is too close to the wheel. This person can't be using the phone. That sounds expensive though. Right. That's my that's my only guess. I guess they could make it a rule and then it has to be implemented in all cars beginning in like 2020 or something to give them time. Yeah, but why is the Department of Transportation recommending this? Why don't they just figure something out? Well, like they need they're the just... car makers and the tech companies to work with them. Okay. Well, then that's different, but they're asking them to develop it. I don't know. It just it, it just seems like this is going to be a moot point at some point anyways when all of our cars are going to be self-driving anyways. Um, yeah, that's still a long ways away, I think, though. The the guidelines are voluntary. They don't have to follow. But I, I just thought it was interesting that apparently technology exists to detect whether a driver is using a smartphone behind the wheel because I still don't understand how that would happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either, especially if you're not by yourself. Like if there are passengers on there. Yeah, if you're sitting in the back seat or on the right side, that's, that's two feet difference. The NHTSA says driver distraction was responsible for 10% of fatal crashes, 18% of crashes causing injuries, and 16% of all traffic crashes in the United States in 2014. That is the most recent year in which detailed distracted driving crash data is available. So clearly a big factor. Um, Honestly, I would have guessed it was higher. (laughs) I would have guessed that technology was more of a problem, but I, but um, I don't know. Like eat, like, it has to be like food and putting on makeup and others. I mean, like right. roadhead, like those are much worse. Mm-hmm. What, why are we not banning that? Mm-hmm. 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 Agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get to some questions from our listeners. Again, these people participated via our Facebook group. Thanks to everybody, as always, who's a member of that. It's always fun to interact with everybody there. Thank you. <laughs> this is from Melanie. Melanie? Melanie? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's Melanie. Two questions. First, and, and this one's a housekeeping one. Are you guys posting the listener calls you did on election day? Yes. So we had forgotten about those. Mm-hmm. We are going to be doing those. We were basically drunk and accepting calls from listeners. Uh, basically. At Elisa's place. It was a lot of fun. But then yeah. the election happened and we sort of forgot that we recorded that. So yeah, things things kinda happened afterwards that kind of just messed up our heads yeah but yeah it was a great call I re- yeah I, i'm really looking forward to listening to it because i can't remember what i was saying what any of us were saying another question from her can you talk about franchises based on books that never really took off and why you think it is you both worked on harry potter and twilight and those were successful where did divergent and other less popular series go wrong um i think honestly it's uh like Divergent and other series, like I guess the, even the Maze Runner, they um, they didn't really delve into unmarked territory. Like they kind of were popular because of the more popular franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was also probably timing too. Like Harry Potter, Twilight, and even the Hunger Games. Like they were they were out at the time when these kind of book franchise 
franchises were were really popular. So yeah, I think it absolutely comes down to, and this is what Disney has always been about: just the story. If you create good characters and a good story, people are going to come. Um, Harry Potter obviously has an amazing story, amazing characters. Twilight, I think, really does have good characters. Um, the story it started good, I thought. It it well it was a little more specific in its audience than Harry Potter was. Um, I think Twilight really uh, was geared towards obviously um, like young adult females and females who you know would would read. It is. I mean, it is sort of a romance novel, but it also has elements of supernatural, and supernatural was was very big around that time. You know, twi- yeah. uh, uh, True Blood was very popular around um, during the same time Twilight was out. You know, Harry Potter was big, so it was just kind of um, just the Games, right ingredients. Also very big. Uh, but the problem is now with like Divergent and the end of Hunger Games, people are just sick of dystopia. They're looking for something different. We we had yeah. dystopia with the Hunger Games books, and then there were a billion dystopia books. Um, and the final yeah. Hunger Games movie actually didn't do that great because I think people are just tired of the splitting. And now, well, di- yeah, di- a splitting it un- unnecessary. Like that's what Divergent did. Divergent, I think, is a great example. First of all, have you read the books? I read the first two. The first I one was good. Yeah, the first one was okay. The second one was horrible. The third one, I couldn't even finish. I stopped after I heard the spoiler. Yeah. I'm, well, I stopped before I heard the spoiler, but one, once I heard what, what happened, I'm like, oh, thank God I stopped reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what's another franchise? No, no, well, Fifty Shades of Grey is huge, but that's just another story that we would have to talk about separately. Yeah. Um, I So... I just think it comes down to story and characters and if the internet to a certain degree embraces a fandom, if mm-hmm. it, a, a fandom is organically created. Yeah, I agree with that too. On the Harry um, Potter topic, Sasha mm-hmm. asks, ideas for possible future Harry Potter spinoffs? Are we going to enter an era where these movie franchises never end and will we start dying before fandoms conclude? <laughs> um, Andrew, why don't you start with this one? Star Wars will never die, for starters. Um, if Fantastic Beasts does well with all five movies, yes, Warner Brothers is absolutely going to find other stories and, and beg J.K. Rowling to help them create other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I've, I've written this on Hypeable before. It doesn't matter how much money they made in the past. It doesn't matter how much money they made with Harry Potter. It matters what's ahead. So... Once they're done with Fantastic Beasts, and I hope it does well for them because I think they have a good story on their hands here, then they'll look at Quidditch Through the Ages or Beetle the Bard or or look at the Marauders or stuff like that. Uh, the Cursed yeah. Child, of course. There will what, always be what, what something, would, unfortunately. What would you like to see uh, as a future Harry Potter spinoff? I would like to see Marauders. I would like to see, yeah, the Marauders era at Hogwarts, maybe. I would like to see the uh, founding father story. Yeah, that'd be cool have too. It, have it maybe be like a HBO series and make mm-hmm. it kind of look like Game of Thronesy. Yeah, of course we should all hope that by the time Fantastic Beasts is done, Warner Brothers will have discovered another major franchise, so they may not have to lean on the Wizarding World and Justice League. I hope they take a break too. I th- I think that's why uh, a few of like the diehard fans 
who are not really excited about the fact that these are going to be five movies is because, you know, it, it's only been a few years since uh, the, the Harry Potter series uh, films finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they just don't want to slow down the momentum. But, you know, too much of a good thing is not good. Anything in excess is bad. Yeah. Speaking of excess, um, Han says, what's a habit that you really wish you could stick to but never can slash could? Oh, jeez. Um... I think one of my weaknesses is that I, I can be pretty reliable and on the ball with stuff, but sometimes I just lose interest in doing something like work relies or I just kind of delay too much. So I wish and everybody does this or I should say a lot of people do this, but I would just like to kind of get into get into regular grooves with certain Mm -hmm. assignments and stuff and really stick to them and get them done on time more. I basically just want to improve what I what I already do. Um, Another habit would be relaxing more. Uh, actually just before starting to record, I had a meeting with my psychiatrist yesterday and we were talking more about like, you know, not working into the night, mm-hmm. setting hours for yourself. And just before starting recording, I went into my iPhone settings and I set do not disturb on a schedule. And I used to have this on at like 10 PM and I turned it off for like over a year. I've just turned it on and I've turned on do not disturb starting at 7 PM. <laughs> So my phone and my watch will not light up starting at 7 p.m. And I'm interested to see if like this will help me not look at my phone more and stuff like that. Because I do right. really want to separate from technology in the evenings. Um, I think, oh, definitely a bad habit that I that I can't stop doing is um, I tend to not hang up my towel after I use it in the shower. Like it's, I usually forget to hang it up and it's like, it's, it's on the bed or it's, it's on the couch or something. So you really wish you could put it where it belongs. Yeah. Like I try to keep remembering and it just, it kind of falls by the wayside. Also recycling is a really hard habit for me to remember. Well, these seem like really achievable things you could fix. Yeah. Well, I mean, so does, you know, not looking at your phone or do not disturb. Well, See, but, I'm I'm the boss of the site, so it's hard for me to 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 let go and not be responsive oh, to people quickly and okay. be responsible to news and right and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Michelle asks, "What was your biggest heartbreak, and how did you get over it?" My biggest, biggest. heartbreak was Matt. No, um, I I I don't uh, I don't know. My biggest heartbreak in general is just being let down by people. It's not I know that's not a specific answer. You're probably looking for a specific answer, but mm-hmm. nothing's worse than being let down by somebody who promises to do things. Whether it's for you or for other people, just just seeing people not live up to their promises. How do you get over it? You just remember that people suck. Yeah. No, I agree with Andrew. My biggest heartbreak was me. <laughs> how so uh no i'm i'm just i'm just kidding i you know I, this is actually one of my biggest problems is is that i don't tend to be overly heartbroken on things because i don't invest emotion that much into things like i put a lot of walls up just to protect myself but that also is you know a double-edged sword like i 
I hold myself from being, you know, heartbroken or upset when things uh, go to pieces. But then I'm also not allowing myself to be essentially happy and excited for things. Like it's hard to to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will get back to you on that. I have a hard time getting over things in general, whether it's people being being disappointed, being disappointing. Mainly that's it. I have a, I, have a hard, I get attached. I feel like you're saying this about me. Like, why don't you just say it? No, just I'm not. Say it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just speaking in general. I mean, and I'm not talking about relationships specifically either. It's just, it's just, I hate, I hate being disappointed by people, whether it's well, professionally, personally. I mean, in your profession, I mean, most of our professions too, um, in the entertainment industry, in some form or fashion, it, you know, a lot of people tend to, you know, disappoint because they, they're very flighty. Mm-hmm. People, people will forget the things that they say. Like they will make promises that they don't even remember them actually saying, or don't even know that they're even making these promises or saying that they will do things or help you out or, yeah. you know, all that's all, all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also this, I mean, we live in LA too and being disappointed is a pretty part common. of living here. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of part of it's one of the taxes. Everyone's fake. Um, this is from Chloe. Favorite and least favorite thing about living in LA? Do you see yourself oh, great. living somewhere else? Perfect segue. Um, I I guess my favorite thing about LA is, I, I it's it's just so close to everything. It's uh, you, know, you can drive to the beach, you can drive to the snow, you can drive to the desert. You know, yeah, I was um, gonna say that too. Actually, I like there's so many different things you can do within two hours. Like, I was just like I mentioned earlier, up apple picking in the mountains in this beautiful. Me and my friends call it Apple Land or Apple Town. Mm-hmm. It's just it and and it snowed the next morning. Like it, it's just it's a whole different world. Whether yeah. you drive up to the mountains, sit on the beaches, go to the desert, Disneyland, mm-hmm. Vegas, yeah. Northern California. The weather is pretty predictable. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice too. Um, a lot of people here are good, but getting to least favorite things, a lot of people here are fucking fake as fuck, and well, that can yeah. be really frustrating. I think especially if you're dating. I think a lot of people come here as well with, uh, and don't have the drive that they need to succeed here. Next question. This is from Patrick. Talk about why gay clubs are better than straight clubs. Because straights have no rhythm and bump into everyone. Uh, Do you agree with that? I I think I think gay clubs have positive and negative sides, just like straight clubs do. Um, I will say gay clubs are uh, are much more exciting. There are definitely um, there's always an event going on that's always fun to do. Uh, but gay clubs are a little more. I will say aggressive than straight clubs um i will i will say the straight clubs tend to be more or so i mean you will find more straight clubs that are kind of like lounges where you and then not just straight clubs i'll just say regular clubs where um you can you can just have a drink and have fun with your friends which you can do in the gay clubs i don't know andrew what, what are your opinions on this i don't think one is really different than the other i see patrick's point he thinks that that gay people can dance better um i think and, he means more specifically like gay clubs and not like gay bars yeah like well, with da- okay, like dancing gay club. and stuff. i meant i meant clubs not bars 
Um, okay. I think that ye- gay clubs tend to be more, and gay bars, I'm going to say gay bars too, sorry, tend to be more fun because it's just, it seems to be usually a lighter atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. Patrick, I see you're in Chicago. I went to a gay bar and I can't remember, I guess it was a bar slash club, and they had a Beyonce night and it was so much fun. Um, yeah. They had Beyonce masks. They had like a dance contest. They had, they were playing great music videos the whole night. It was just, it was just so great. And um, I love, I I have yet to see something like that here in LA. Granted, I don't search much, but um, it was wonderful to find that. And it reminded me why I love gay bars slash clubs so much. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everyone, I will say that uh, gay clubs and bars, everyone's excited and happy to see everybody. Um, more than I will say with, uh, gay club or straight, straight, straight clubs and bars in general is that they are, um, tend to be a little bit more, I guess, intimate, meaning that you don't really branch out from your group. My opinion is we can't, I can't make an opinion on this. It's too (laughs) scattered. I mean, yeah, there's more straight clubs and bars out there. Right. Um, Well, I think Patrick has, um, he thinks that gay clubs are much better than straight clubs. I think so too. Nairi says, what are some funny responses you've gotten after telling people you make podcasts for Harry Potter, Twilight, fellow millennials, etc.? Um, the number one thing I hear is, what can you talk about that whole time? Specifically with yeah. Harry Potter. And it used to be Twilight, too. Yeah. I will say that um, the, the reaction has changed a lot over the years, though. I think now, since podcasting is much more... Uh, widely recognized and much more popular than it was like when we were just doing the uh, MuggleCast, the Harry Potter uh, podcast at the time. Uh, people are less confused. Like you don't, I don't have to explain what a podcast is as much mm-hmm. nowadays. And people seem to be more, ex- you know, excited about uh, or, or interested in hearing about it. Um, oh, I will. Any funny responses though? I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, I will say, I will agree with Andrew, like, people do tend to be more interested in hearing about the Harry Potter podcasts than any of the other ones that I've done, because they are genuinely interested in learning how you can have a podcast, and how can you keep doing it, the longevity of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I um that's really the only response I get. I, other I guess other people will say, "Oh, cool," and maybe they fake it. I think I think Laura is the best person to answer this because she's when she went on a date, uh, she was telling the guy that she was on the date with that she was on a Harry Potter podcast or she does podcasts, and the guy's reaction was, "Yeah, I know. That's kind of why I asked you out." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I've never actually met uh, a listener or someone who's heard a podcast that I was on with that was out of, you know, the out in public, like not in a designated spot that we were not supposed at a to conference meet. or something. Yeah, not at a conference or a meetup. Yeah, it's happened to me a bunch of times. It's always great to put faces to having listeners. It's really awesome. Uh, Moira says, what is your opinion on adult coloring books? I love them. I don't do them, but I understand they are very popular for relieving stress. So, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do it uh, every once in a while when we record. 
it helps me concentrate, actually. Aaron says, what is your favorite holiday tradition? Drinking? Is that a tradition? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like hot toddies or uh, Irish coffees. Uh, Thanksgiving week, I always um, go to the Grove with uh, one of my best friends, and we order a Irish coffee. Okay. The Grove is like a is, is a mall in Los Angeles. For um, Christmas Eve, I always go over my grandparents' house. We've done it every year, except for like one where we moved houses just to mix it up for a year. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like one tradition that we've always had. So it's always nice to do that. And and I inevitably always think to myself, oh, God, another year. Here we are again. It's It's weird to think that life kind of goes in circles that way, like... You mm-hmm. always end up back at the same place for maybe the holidays or maybe your birthday or maybe just a special annual occasion with your family or your friends. And it makes you think about how life's going on, but all of the, but certain things stay the same. I, I was about to say uh, decorating the tree, but I realized that I always get so excited about the idea of decorating my Christmas tree, but I lose interest so fast. Um, because like it, I mean, it takes a while, but it's also, it's almost like, uh, setting up Ikea furniture. Like when you're with like, uh, like more than one, like more than just yourself, when you're doing it with other people, like you argue like, no, the lights, no, they, no, we're going to wrap around. No, we're going to go up and down this way. No. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. I, I do enjoy that. Decorating the tree, decorating the apartment in general for Christmas. Haven't done that yet this year. Maybe this weekend. You got time. Hannah says, and this is our final question for this segment, would either of you be interested in visiting Westworld if it were real? What kind of storyline slash activities would you pursue in the park? Ooh. So Do you, wa- you watch Westworld, right? No, I've been meaning to. What? Um, but yeah, so so tell us about Westworld briefly and then answer Hannah's question for us. All right. Well, I'm just going to... Okay, yeah, I'll just describe it as much so you could at least um, be interested in it. Um, West, uh, the West World is basically it centers in the uh, in like a dystopian future, but um, the West World itself is a an amusement park. It is a huge park that is filled uh, with uh, robots who look like humans. They they look, feel, they talk. Um, and it's set in it's set in like the the west the you know the wild west time and uh patrons people who go to the park spend a shit ton of money uh for a ticket and you dress up you live life uh you can go on like like the hosts who are the robots they're called hosts they um, each of them have their own backstory and their own um, their own storyline that they're living, and you can you can kind of like join their uh, uh, their storyline. Like they some will kind of bait you into going on their on their storyline or not, and you can you know you can have sex with with them. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people go there just to fuck, mm-hmm. and um, I'm in. Yeah, like that's like the, I, I would I would be fucking a lot of people. But okay, well, it sounds cool. So what? So what? To answer Hannah's question, what would you be interested in? Oh, so you would be fucking a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, after the first day, like just to get it out of my system, and then um, I, I, I don't know. I would love to venture out. I would maybe like just to go 
fuck, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I wouldn't mind like seeking out a, uh, like a wanted man and try to, uh, a, like go with the sheriff and try to find these, these bandits mm. or something. The thing is like the, the hosts, like the robots cannot kill you, but you can kill them. So a lot of people also like to just go on murderous rampages and get all their aggression out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I keep hearing good reviews about the show, so I definitely want yeah. to. Um... Yeah, I'm just telling. I'm just giving you an overview of like what the park is. Like the story of Westworld is, you know, different. Yeah, it's not just. It's not based on that. But uh, what would you like to do if you went? If you went to a uh, a, lot of a, people. a Wild West theme park? Okay, but besides fucking and killing, uh, like I guess, I guess, I guess being like a detective or something could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like the same as like what I was gonna do. I, I'd like I mean, to work like at like out. a simple job, like maybe an ice cream shop. <clears throat> or oh. do they have those in Westworld? I I, I I doubt it. They don't have freezers. Hmm. They don't. No, they have blocks of ice. Okay. That turn into ice cubes. Okay. Um, yeah. I. I mean. I. I don't. Maybe. I, I would also like to like be a like a. Like Rob Trains. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Okay. So uh, let's move on now to Surprise Bitch. And by the way, we're going to get to more questions in After Dark. We are going to address what Lauren and Lisa would say as these, to, to, these, to these questions. Um, and we're going to do them in their voices. And we're going to talk about listeners who have had crushes on us. Sasha contributed a a answer and um also patrick has another question about what our stipulations would be for being in porn i have a couple for sure i don't have that many (laughs) all right it's time for surprise bitch surprise surprise bitch this is a redemption edition we are going to call some people i have marked in the dock as yellow uh in yellow and for for added stakes if you don't answer this time, I'm marking you in red, and we're never calling you again. You should, um, you should uh, leave a voicemail in your uh, hardcore rocks voice. That's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna leave some voicemails because we have heard from people that they like when we leave voicemails. One of our listeners at our election par- party told us that he said that was his favorite part. <laughs> so, cool. So we're calling Megan first. Okay. This person cannot be reached at the moment. Please leave a message bum, bum, after bum, the bum. tone. After you read it, you can modify it by pressing pound. Megan, I've got a song for you. Bow with the ball, the bang, the bang, ding it, ding it, wiggle, wiggle, bump, bump, bump. Bow with the ball, the bang, the bang, ding it, wiggle. Hey, Megan, it's uh, it's millennial. We um, wanted to surprise you. But uh, you surprised us by not answering. Surprise with the ball, the bang, the bang, ticket, ticket. All right, hung up. All right, well, the first one, Megan, I mean, I call you a loser, but you just won, I think. All right, we're going to call one more. We're going to call Clara, who we tried to call relatively recently. This was when we called four numbers in a row. Hi, Clara. Hey, Cla- surprise, bitch. Hey, it's millennial. What's up? Surprise. Hi. Hi. 
what it's do you, good to hear from you guys. Yeah, we, we yeah. tried calling you actually a couple weeks ago, and now we're doing a redemption edition. Um, oh, I, when was it that you tried calling me? What's that? Uh, when was when, it that when you tried calling me? I want to say two or three weeks ago, maybe. I it's, was in Japan about three weeks ago. Uh, so I might oh, not have had any. Likely story. Yeah. I guess you're excused <laughs> then. Um, it's, I know. It's just Matt and I on this week's episode. It's just How, us. Where, where, <laughs> where are you in the country? I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but I am in Fort Wayne, Indiana right now. For Thanksgiving? No, um, my boyfriend plays the tuba in the Philharmonic here. So oh, I'm so down cool. here. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm down here on my way to a dentist appointment and we're going out to eat right now. Oh, fun. Where are you going to eat? Yeah. We are eating at a burger place called Brava. They just Yum. make, I've never been here. So I'm in the bathroom actually. Oh my gosh. That's, that's funny. Um, wait, so are you and your boyfriend long distancing? No, um, we did for a while. We, we started dating five years ago, and we both live in Grand Rapids, but he um, just won this job about two weeks ago. So he is kind of living here part-time, living in Grand Rapids part-time. Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. Long distance yeah. is something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of make it work yeah. uh, whenever things like this come up. So. Yeah, good. It's a it's a that's it's fun. a test of patience, but that's awesome that you've been together five <laughs> years. Yeah, it's, it, I think so. Claire, do you um did you do any Black Friday shopping? I actually or... work in retail, so I was working on Black Friday. Oh, did God, you... Do you have any horror stories? <laughs> um, no, I <laughs> I work at Anthropology. Um, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm one of our managers and. Uh, in Grand Rapids, and I had a wonderful day. <laughs> I Good. am a morning person, so I got there at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. To, to open, and um, I just, I love people, so I thought it was a fun day, but <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have a horror story. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine uh, anthropology having, like, nightmarish people going there. Yeah. It seems yeah. We have a lot of people who say, like, everyone's so happy here and it's crazy outside oh like, wow yeah, just come on in it's so such a peaceful environment and that's here. funny well a manager would say that you're slightly biased but <laughs> i'll have to go to anthropology <laughs> and inspect myself see if i can find peace <laughs> I there used, i was thinking when they said that i was thinking i feel crazy inside but i'm glad you don't see that because <laughs> it's, yeah i don't want you to yeah were you guys open thursday night or just friday no, um, I went home Thursday night. I'm from Indianapolis, so uh, I went home Thursday, and then, yeah, we mm. opened just on Friday. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, we won't hold you up too long. You're in the bathroom. That's weird. I mean, is it a public bathroom, <laughs> or are other people going to walk in and see you talking on the phone? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I am excited to go tell my boyfriend what just happened. Awesome. Yeah. Tell him we said happened. hi. Yeah. I would love to I would love to see his reaction. Just say, Oh my god, you won't even guess what happened in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in he's there. not gonna believe it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. And well, thanks so much for calling. No problem. Oh, yeah. Thanks for Absolutely. your support. Thanks for your time and have a nice dinner and good. Uh, tell your boyfriend we said good luck with the new job in the Philharmonic. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I will tell him that. All right. Um, yeah. Excellent. Have a great evening. All right. You too. Oh, bye. We will. All right. Bye. Oh, she was so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's dedication, y'all. Running into the bathroom to take a call. Or almost getting fired. Like <laughs> one, of, one of our listeners. <laughs> Good. All right. So one person was redeemed this week. That's excellent. That's excellent. I feel like we accomplished Thank God. Something. I was hoping like at least one person would have got redempted. That would have sucked. I should have sung her my song anyway. And I meant redeemed. All right, I cool. know someone's going to say, what did Matt you say? said redempted. I said redempted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my throat hurts after singing. <laughs> I'm, oh, wait. I do have some water here. Hold on. Wait, wait. But you're still going to have to sing it when we leave. Oh, no. Or, no, not again, please. No. Uh, that would have been funny if then, if then I was like, hey, Claire, I got one more thing to say to you. Bow with the bomb. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Hope you didn't mind this train wreck of an episode. No, I think it was just a nice little, you know, just a nice little uh, fender bender. (laughs) Fender bender. Um, Laura will be back next week. Elisa still has another week or two off, but then she will be back, and we can't wait to have her back. We all miss her. Um, Micah and Ben Carson will, as always, be back for the next episode. Yes, absolutely. Ben Carson, a very dedicated member of Millennial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about our website, millennialshow.com, where you can get all the information you need about the show. We hope you subscribe via iTunes or via another podcasting client so that you can get the episodes straight away. That's really the easiest way to listen to Millennial or any podcast. Um, it's also very easy to listen to our bonus content. We'd love your support at patreon.com slash millennial starting in December. We are going to be doing one live after dark per month. And that'll be fun because we'll be interacting with listeners there. They'll be able to watch us on video, I guess. I, I guess. guess. Well, I mean, we have to, well, we're going to be drinking during it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need a better light in this office. That's why I was just wondering what, because it's dark when we record this time of year we'll figure it out put some christmas lights around oh there you go we'll find it we'll find something perfect idea um thank you everybody who has supported us over on patreon we really do appreciate it it's thanks to our patrons that the show is possible and when you do become a member you get a special rss feed that you can add to itunes or any other podcasting client and then our bonus content like today's after dark will automatically appear in your podcast app just like any other podcast it's Patreon is just really a great way for listeners to support podcasters or artists. Mm-hmm. They, they're a great, they're a great company. If if you're a creator, definitely check it out. Consider it. And in honor of Giving Tuesday, I encourage all of you to give us your pledge. I mean, I mean, donate to charity. Donate to charity. The charity of Millennial. I mean, donate to a real charity, not a fake one. For our closing song, what's your favorite Moana song, Matt? Um, well, I mean, Is I did let like, it go. Yeah, I mean, let it go, and the, yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I wonder why you like yeah. how far I'll go so much. Oh, I know because they tried to make it like let it go. I just can't remember any of the other songs. 
I like shiny. Oh, no, no, shiny. Yeah, put on shiny. Okay, that's the villain song. Shiny. Yeah. It's not a villain. It's just a yeah. It's the no villain. Spoilers. It's the Ursula. No, it's not. There, there is no 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 no. There well, is no. I think it's the Ursula. Uh, on After Dark today, we will be taking more questions, the ones I teased earlier. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're also going to talk. I'm excited for this one. Elizabeth wants to know holiday gift ideas slash what we're getting family members. Nothing. I have a couple good ideas there. Nothing. <laughs> Very kind. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Well, Tomatoa hasn't always been this glam. I was a drab little crab once. Now I know I can be happy as a clam. Because I'm beautiful, baby. Did your granny say, listen to your heart? Be who you are on the inside. I need few words to tear her argument apart. You granny lied. I'd rather be shiny like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. Just to say.